From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Cal Luciano. Welcome to another episode of Everything Evanston. The first night I slept in my new townhouse, I was woken up by a rumbling and I thought that there was an earthquake. I come to find out it was just the trucks rolling into the waste transfer station. My bedroom was shaking, so I didn't realize that was going to be happening. And I also didn't know how noisy and smelly it was going to be. Cindy Levitt moved to Church Street Village from Northwest Evanston in 2008. On the blueprint, the home had everything she needed, but on the map, this place looks very different. We're at Church Street Village. It's a townhome community right across from Mason Park and just two blocks east of the high school. And it happens to be situated right next to a waste transfer station. A waste transfer station is a facility where trucks dump trash to be stored until a larger truck comes to pick it up and bring it to a landfill. The only one located in Evanston is in the Fifth Ward which has the highest concentration of black people in Evanston. The station first started as a small family-owned business before Veolia, an international waste disposal company, took over. Now, another waste disposal company, Advanced Disposal, owns the facility. For Cindy, the waste transfer station takes up her daily life. So I moved here to a townhouse so I could still garden because that was the one thing I wasn't willing to give up. I do have a garden in back, but sometimes the smell is so awful from the transfer station that I can't even stay in my own backyard and enjoy it. Oftentimes it just makes it really unpleasant to get closer to home when you're coming from somewhere, another part of Evanston where the air smells fresher. It's just a kind of a nasty reminder of what's going on that I can't really control. Even in the comfort of her home, she can't escape the impacts of the waste transfer station. Contractors come and dump. Sometimes you can feel the vibrations. The trucks use a backup beeper as a safety system, and it just, you will hear the beep, beep, beep constantly, um, as well as just the smell and the chemical masking agent. Sometimes that will cause me to have an allergic reaction from the smell. Current laws prohibit a waste transfer station from being so close to homes, but this station was grandfathered in, so it is exempt from that law. Despite this, Cindy's instincts as a community organizer pushed her to try to do something about it. We had some protests. It was right across the street, um, right across from the transfer station. Kids were out and we wore masks. So we've got a great crowd here. We have our police officers. We have runners. We have Veolia closed down. Trucks have been trying to get in here and they can't. And so we just wanted to bring awareness to the larger community. The movement grew, leading to a series of court battles, including one where Veolia sued Evanston in 2011 for issuing a fee of $2 per ton of waste. Evanston settled the suit and retained $1.26 million of the fees the city collected. All of these legal battles and activism took a toll on Cindy. During this lawsuit period, there was a time when those of us that were active were subpoenaed to turn over materials. It's very frustrating because I feel like I've tried with other people through the years to make some changes, and some of the changes have made our lives a little bit easier, but we still don't know what is the health impact on us, you know, what is the environmental impact on the kids that are growing up here. I have more allergic reactions reactions now than I used to. Can I tie that to what's going on at the transfer station? I'm not really sure. One of the roles of a community organizer is not to do everything him or herself, but try to, you know, allow other people to take leadership roles. And so right now I'm, you know, I'm letting that happen. In May, the city started an air quality study around the Church Street waste transfer station. 
Though the fight for change has had its highs and lows, Cindy has hoped this study will demonstrate the harm the station has caused. I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I'm not giving up. I sometimes get discouraged, but I feel like ultimately with the right amount of data and research and momentum, maybe people in my community who are a little bit more complacent once they see some of the data might be reactivated and maybe they will feel like this is something worth fighting for. At the end of each episode, we'll finish with a slice of life focused on Evanston. In this installment, a program providing elementary schoolers with free breakfast and homework help. It is 8 o'clock in the morning, and Dewey Elementary School's multi-purpose room is packed with 45 students munching on bananas and finishing math worksheets. They sit in pods with an adult volunteer who helps them with math or coloring book. Tanya Margonza mulls around, throwing away string cheese wrappers and keeping students on task. We have a roster of 60 kids that can come. Not all of them come every day. Usually we're in like the high 30s, mid 40s range. Margonza is the Dewey Elementary School site director for Books and Breakfast, alongside assistant site director Kezia Brackett. The program provides Evanston Elementary schoolers with free breakfast and homework help on weekday mornings. Since its creation over 30 years ago, the program is now an independent nonprofit run by executive director Kimberly Hammock. It operates in four elementary schools throughout Evanston. The majority of them have been recommended to be here because they're lower in math or reading comprehension. Once they're in, they're in for their Dewey career. The students eat breakfast, do brain work, and if their adult gives them the green light, they play games. For brothers Nathan and Christopher, that is the best part of the day. Christopher is in third grade and Nathan is in fifth grade. Do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Geologist, geologist, glaciologist, chef, and artist. An artist! Yesterday I was about to come back. Luckily, my mom and dad didn't, they didn't get poop on their bed. What's your dog's name? Giggles. Margonza makes sure to keep the families involved in the kids' learning process. We do host multiple events during the school year, like a big family breakfast on a Saturday morning where we've gotten up to 100 people show up. We're a celebration of the kids and their efforts, and we keep it positive so that parents continue coming and the kids continue coming, but also to build that bond between the parent and the student, like, my child is doing great. They might not get the good news as much as they might get, like, what they're not doing or the bad news, so we try to fill that with they're awesome at this, they're awesome at that. They rock their homework. We call them all the time and we're like, your child had a really great day. Margonza applauds fourth graders Brenda and Chase for finishing their homework. They play a brain game called Kaboom instead. Um, so basically, you can play Kaboom with, um, with multiplication, subtraction, and adding. Um, so the point is, you want to get as much cards as you can, but you don't want to get Kaboom. Because if you get Kabumas and have a pile, you need to put all your cards back in. This is a Although the focus of Books and Breakfast remains on the mentorship of the children, many Northwestern students are involved in the program as a way to connect to Evanston beyond the university bubble. They come at least two to three days a week to help. 
we do quarterly trainings where we teach them about equity, we give them a tour of Evanston, and we talk about social identity, have them reflect on their experiences as elementary students. We try to have a diverse group so that our kids are exposed to diverse adults. We've had people that have switched majors from whatever they're doing, engineering or whatever, to education. They like the program and it's impacted them. I think it's really special that Books and Breakfast has a connection with Northwestern because it allows current students to mentor these children. And instead of seeing adults, they're seeing people who are closer to their age, people they can aspire to be. It helps them with dreams to go to college. So that connection with Northwestern makes Books and Breakfast really special. Chloe Hillis, a Medill sophomore, has been a part of Books and Breakfast since last winter. She was first introduced to the program through her sorority on campus and has since consistently volunteered at local elementary schools. With this, Hillis has seen an impact on her own life. I think it's important that Northwestern students get involved with Evanston because we're very isolated in our lakefront bubble and only going into downtown or staying on our campus. And there's a lot more to Evanston than these lakefront houses, which includes a lot of underprivileged and minority areas that often get overlooked by the students. So if we have programs that help Northwestern students get involved in Evanston, then I think it can really impact what we're doing here at school. Hillis first began working at Books and Breakfast through her sorority here at Northwestern, and now she is a regular volunteer. She is just one of many who strive to push the agenda of Evanston students getting a morning meal and reading help. For Hillis, it is in the reading that she sees the most influence. So reading is a big part of education, and if students don't start reading at a young age, then they can really struggle with their educational development later on if they aren't reading early. So it's really important that they gain those skills because that's very key to learning in general. The link from Books and Breakfast to Northwestern inspires young students with aspirations for higher education and a passion for learning. With the program being right in Northwestern's backyard, Hillis says all students should participate as volunteers. You can volunteer for an hour any morning of the week at any of the elementary schools that Books and Breakfast works with. They should get involved because it's an amazing program that's giving back to the community that we are living in and that should be a really important aspect in people's lives. I love Evanston and there's so much to offer for the kids and families, but a lot of families don't know about it. So my mission, I feel like in life, my calling is to help the families that aren't aware of resources and making sure that they have those equitable outcomes for their kids. As the clock nears 8.50, Margonza plays Pharrell Williams to close the program out for the day. Students rush to the front of the room, sit diligently in their assigned tables, and wait for dismissal. So it's not just breakfast, it's not just homework help, it's more that holistic start to the day. School is good, reading is fun, and math can be fun instead of a chore. They get to play with kids that are not in their class, that are different from them, different grades, different ages, different races, and hopefully, like I said, build community. Thanks for listening. I'm Amy Koval, and this is Everything Evanson. See you next time.